0: This is happiness and in Pursuit with Kristen Ripley. I am Kristen Ripley. Today, we are going to be talking about the other side of depression. How that relates to relationships, friendships. I'm going to tell a few stories. Get raw, real, and to the point. Alright, so let's go ahead and jump into today's topic. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I am still getting over a little bit of a sinus infection, so I might sound a little croaky. And my cat is having a field day in the background. So, I do apologize for that noise. <laughs> Hopefully, she does not <laughs> invoke my ADD. Um, but I really wanted to talk about depression and the other side of it. So, a lot of times we we talk about the before, the during, but we don't always talk about the after. Um, so, I do want to give you a little backstory about me and my struggles with depression and kind of give you some tips on what helped me. Um, now, this might not help everyone, but this is something that helped me, and I honestly am trying to break generational curses in my family, and this is one of them, is becoming more open and becoming a talker about it. Now, I am a talker by nature. I like to talk. I have always been a talker. Um, I remember my mom, when I was in kindergarten, they had, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said a singer, because I, and I still love to sing, so I said a singer. And my mom, being the jokester she is, she put on this record around my neck, it said talk, talk, talk all day. Because I talked all the time. And it's kind of funny because my kids do that now. Both of my I have two girls, and they come from talkers. My husband and I are both talkers. Um, it's all, the conversation never runs dry around this place, like at all. Him and I have been together for 14, going on 15 years now. And honestly, we talk all the time. (laughs) I mean, we just talk. And I can have a conversation with anyone. But being able to have a conversation with anyone about just about anything is great. But when it comes to my feelings, totally different. There is a line drawn in the sand or it used to be. Um, I am a, I don't know know if you're into astrology or anything like that, but I do believe that A little bit of when you're born has something to do with how you act, because I straight up act like a Cancer. I my birthday is in a few days, and I am a Cancer sign, and I do. When it comes to my feelings, I clam up and I don't express them. I get mad. I don't talk. I just kind of withdraw myself, Um, and my silence is my answer <laughs> like it's straight up is my answer if you know me and i don't talk you know something's wrong because i'm a talker and i love to conversate um so i i definitely believe in something of that nature because my grandmother's also a cancer and my daughter is as well and we have similar tendencies in this way and there's also people who are friends of mine or cancers, and we do. So, we kind of all have the same kind of tendency. So, when you come from our family who is not big on talking it out, kind of hiding your feelings up under the rug, um, not really expressing their love through I love you or being able to tell someone how much they mean to you or hugging and stuff like that, it can kind of be hard to express your emotions. And it leads to being depressed because you have all this bottled up inside of you and you have you you become so overwhelmed that you just don't know what to do with it you you don't know where to put it you don't trust anyone to give it to anyone else but you also don't want to give that burden so you have trust that you don't want to give out and you don't want to burden anybody with it because you want to be the person that takes care of everyone else you don't want anybody to have to take care of you um, and I think that's also about being strong, strong and stubborn, um, that I, I don't like anyone else to carry my burden. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I do not want anyone to have to carry it. And honestly, a lot of times it's like, it kind of is the same thing over and over. And it's kind of the same issues, especially when you have chronic health issues, they're never gone. You get little band-aids of medication that help for a time, but for some reason, the been it always just seems to fall off. It's not waterproof, and it just comes right off in the wash. So, you tend to be a little over-emotional about things like that, and also, when you do have other health concerns, sometimes depression comes in with that. So, you get kind of stuck in this rut, and you are in a circle of negative self-talk you don't want to pay contact with other people you find conversations hard you want to sleep you want to eat sometimes and then sometimes you don't want to eat at all you I'm one of those where I don't like the sunlight when I'm sad when I'm sad I want it to be i want it to be dark I don't want to see the sun I don't want the shades up I don't want to smell anything happy. I don't want to laugh, even though I know I should. Like, I get stuck in a rut. And as a mom, that is like the hardest thing. Because you are supposed to be that everything for that child. You're supposed to be that person who shows them how to be happy. And if you can't be happy yourself, how are you going to teach them to be happy? So it is a it's a struggle. It's a struggle for me. I've struggled with depression for a long time, but I honestly didn't give it a name until after I had my oldest daughter. And I had postpartum so bad that I just I I shut down, I clammed up. I was working um at a call center at the time and I remember going in one day and I actually there was a worker there who In a way, he harassed me, but I think it also was the fact that I had postpartum, and he kept calling my baby his child, and it rubbed me the wrong way, and then another person made a comment about, you know, I was like, my child's not sleeping, I'm tired, and they're like, well, I would just smack him. So okay, one that's wrong, that, yeah, that person's a parent now, and I'm like, well, okay, I hope we're not smacking our children, but... It it just, if I hadn't been in the position I was in, I'd have been fine, and I just would have, like, rolled my eyes and gone on with life, but I wasn't. I didn't give my depression a name. I didn't tell the doctor. I didn't tell anybody because I was always a strong person, so I was trying to be strong, and I literally went from working a normal shift to telling them I would work overnight in my home because I was loonty, like, And I will say that about myself. I was, I I literally had lost it a little bit. Um, But a lot of times, once we lose something, we find something better. And I found that it was okay for me to tell somebody how I was feeling. It was okay to open up. Um, And then once I had my second child, I recognized it immediately. And I went outside of my job I got in my car and I called the doctor and I was like, I have to have an appointment today. Like no, no questions because I knew the position I was in because I'd grown because I had opened up at that point, but it still wasn't an open book. Um, I've always had trust issues when it comes to friendships because I've always chosen the wrong friendships and always kind of gotten stabbed in the back. And you know how girls are they're Yeah, not all of them are nice. (laughs) And I know at some points I probably wasn't nice either. Um, but I had a hard time opening up i did not open up very well to my parents or family or anyone of that nature um about anything honestly until i got older and even now i know that it makes them uncomfortable because they're just not at that point um to be able to say i'm having a problem this is what's wrong with me um I used to, as a child, I used to write a lot. And so that's something that I've actually implemented more now. And I tell my my children that as well. And anyone who will listen if I feel like they're having issues. One of the best things you can do is get a notebook and write. Spelling doesn't have to be right. Doesn't have to have punctuation. It does not have to mean or be understood by anyone but you. And it's honestly to get everything out that you have bottled up. It's to let it all go because you can't carry it all in your mind or in your heart. You just can't. You can try. And yes, I know some are like, we should be praying. I do pray. I do pray. And I think that when I write it, it is more of a release and a prayer than it is me just having it on a piece of paper And just being like, it's just words on a page. It's not just words on a page. You know, it is more than that. And it is okay to feel. It's okay to let go. It is okay to admit you have a problem. Um, And I will openly tell people now, like, I can tell when I am in the midst of having a, a moment. And sometimes, unfortunately, my moments last more than a day or two or a week or a month. Um, I, I know I've talked about being sick, um, but, and it's, like I said, it's allergy that like it's a long sickness, but um, for me, I, I don't like, I don't like being stopped. I like, I like being able to move. I like being able to get out there and do things and I absolutely love working out. So it's one of those things that I feel like when I have to lay in a bed it is a punishment having to binge watch. Te- like I do watch, like watching TV, but having to lay there binge watching television when I honestly could be doing something else is depressing. <sighs> but I realized yesterday that me being sick for a week wasn't just my only problem. I was actually coming out of a month long episode. I guess I call them. I call them episodes because it is where. I have this battle within me, within my mind of, I have to do this, but I don't care about it, but I do care about it. So why am I not doing it? Why can't I motivate myself to do it? Why am I overthinking it to the point that I can't do it? Like, why Why am I upset about this? Why am I, sad? Why am I letting it get to me something that typically wouldn't get to me? Why am I looking in the mirror and acting like I don't like that person? Why? and it's because i get stuck and i get stuck in a rut and a lot of times for me it is hormonal um i have pcos and i it's a constant battle um also have thyroid disease i am add and i have severe allergies that are crippling not like go take a claritin you'll be fine allergies these are like you need shots but if you take the shots you'll get sick allergies um So there are things that hold me back. They hold me down sometimes and they do collect. And I do feel extremely overwhelmed and i become depressed. Um, But everybody's depression doesn't look the same. Me depressed, somebody might be like, well, you're still, I still see you're functional. I still see you're getting up doing stuff. Like you're, you're still, okay. So I, you know, I have a thing I've spoken about before. But I do have an online business that I run, and I have a team. And even when I'm depressed or in the midst of this depression, I still am able to function and operate now, because I've created habits along the way. So it doesn't mean that, oh, she can't possibly be depressed. Because I see her doing stuff. I see her posting pictures. I see her doing lives. I see her doing reels. I see her talking to people. She's making all these graphics. I can see her doing all this stuff. She's killing it. When really (laughs) I am forcing myself out of habits to do these tasks that drain me. And I it's not one of those like I'm looking for pity. I want pity. I don't want pity. Because it just shows me that I'm able to I'm able to grow as a person. I'm able to get out of my funk enough where I can still maintain a normal life, but I still feel like I'm dying at the same time. Um, and like I said, everybody else's depression looks different. It might be where you can't do anything. It might be where you're so low that you honestly, the thought of adding anything extra to your life, is just, it's the most tiring thought you've ever thought in your life. And some days I've, I've even looked at my husband and been like, why is it just so hard? Like, why is living some days so hard? And then I, I just, I'm like, okay, I have to go through a checklist. Have I exercised? Have I drank enough water? Have I expressed myself and what is really wrong? Have I written have I listened to a book? Have I have I eaten enough fruit? You know, have I, is there a certain thing, you know, have I smelled a lemon today? <laughs> like, it, are these things, have I done these things? And most of the time it's like, no. <laughs> and I'm like rolling my eyes as I say it because it's one of those, it's like trying to get a, my child to go and clean something and then, or I'd be go over her checklist and be like, have you done this? No. Have you done that? No. So it's like I have to have this conversation with myself And I even have to Throw my besties in with it Um, I think having a really great Having a good support system is important Um, It is hard to have adult friends It is Harder to have a life without them Um, I am very Thankful because I have a great support system within my husband But also my best friends And I know that, And and my sister-in-law's like I know that if I'm having a bad day and they've even some, if they have to message me and ask me if I'm okay or be like, I haven't heard from you in a while. They already know something's up with me because I'm not that person. I'm normally the first good morning. I'm normally the, are you okay? Do you need help? Like throwing the, 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 <laughs> the lemons <laughs> at them. Um, so they know, they know they just, over time they've learned who I am. And I think that's extremely important is to learn that you know learn who your friends are, learn who your support system is. So one, get your notebook. Two, have a support system, even if it's one person, even if it is somebody that you barely talk to. Um, I have a few people that I constantly reach out to. We are not super close. In the way that, hey, they come over and eat out my refrigerator kind of close. If they did that, I probably, would, I probably wouldn't probably would even say anything. But um, we aren't close in that way that I'm like, okay, hey, can you come watch my kid? Or you're not going to believe what such and such did today. Not that kind of close. But we're close on a, if I haven't seen anything from them in a while, if I I haven't talked to them, um if some of their interactions with me are online or a little damper then i will actually reach out to them and if anybody ever lays on my heart like if i ever reach out to you and i'm like hey just want to see how you're doing that's because i thought about you and you were on my heart and i always think that it's important to reach out to anybody that you think of or that you feel like you haven't talked to in a while because even if it is a stranger sometimes it is easier to talk to someone you do not know than it is to talk to someone you're close to Depending on what the situation is It is Um, And it is okay to to tell people that you aren't okay. It is okay. So one We're gonna get us a book and we're gonna write down stuff 2 We're gonna have a good support system three We're gonna realize that it's okay To say I'm not okay. It's okay To decline Invitations to certain events if it literally drains everything out of you. It's okay. Um, I have said no before to things and I have not said no before to things and I promise you I was happier when I said no and I knew I needed to say no than when I wasn't. Um, I have gone to certain events that I knew I should have said no to, but I felt I was obligated to say yes. Um, I think in this society, we feel like if we invite someone somewhere, they should come. Like if they don't come... You are insulted. I'm never inviting you anywhere. Blah, da, 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 da. Sometimes I just want to be invited, but I don't actually want to go. Um, not only do I suffer from depression, but I have anxiety. And it a lot of times, it has gotten better as I've aged because I've learned to deal with certain things. But I still do not like crowds. I do not like being put on the spot in certain situations. Um, and I do not like confrontation at all. So, if I am going to have to go to any sort of event where I feel that there's going to be confrontation because somebody don't like about the way I live or the things that I do, I will not go. Um, And I will not have a conversation where I'm going to have to become escalated. I'm just not. Um, So, it's okay to say no. And if someone doesn't understand, then that's kind of a them problem and not a you problem. Um, I have had to explain it before and I've been invited to things and been like, I cannot come because I cannot cause myself that anxiety. I can't cause that self to feel that way. Um, if you've never had anxiety, then the best way I can describe it is to feel like you're trapped in a moment and you're dying and you can't get out and you can't say anything. And you you have shifty eyes. Um, at least this is for me. And I feel this overwhelming pain in my chest. Um, my mouth's dry, my heart's racing, and I am I'm, I'm uncontrollably saying things I probably shouldn't because it's my anxiety speaking. Um, it's definitely something I've dealt with for a while and I recognize it in other people now because I've I recognized it and gave it a name. Um, So, I do believe it's important to give things a name and to address them as they are. You know, address the monster in the room. Call that heifer what it is. It's anxiety and it's depression. And it ain't going anywhere if you don't deal with it. Um, And this is just me being straight up with me. You got to deal with your stuff. You have got to deal with it. Because when you don't deal with it, it festers and it becomes a different type of monster um and I was the best at not dealing with things um like I said I came from a family who's not extremely talkative uh they don't talk about the feelings we aren't like huggy kissy I am like that now with my children I even kind of (laughs) force my mom to give me a hug um and I'm like that with my friends and my husband and things of that nature so I have gotten past that I say I love you I don't even care if they say it back I'm still saying it because that's just who I am that's kind of what I wanted as a kid and didn't get it not saying that I'm mad at that person or those people but like I said we are overcoming generational curses Hey, this is Happiness in Pursuit with Kristen Ripley. I am Kristen Ripley. The second part of the other side of depression is coming right up. So, you need to, you need, you got to talk it out. You can't let it clam up inside of you and that used to be how I was. That I would honestly get to the point that things would fester so bad in me because I wouldn't talk about it because I didn't like confrontation and I still don't like confrontation but now it's different. Now I'm going to straight up tell you I'm not coming somewhere because I don't want to have an argument because it's not needed. I don't have useless arguments with people just because they want to hear themselves talk and they feel the need for me to understand their side and their right. I do not need to hear it and I do not need to have the same argument over and over. Um, if you don't feel my feelings are warranted, and if you don't feel like I feel right, that's not a me problem. You are warranted how you feel. However you feel about a situation, you are warranted. Now someone should be able to explain their side, and I'm not saying don't let someone explain their side if that is what's causing you problems, is that you need to speak to someone, you know, that you're having a conversation with someone. What I'm saying is that once we've had a conversation once or twice about the same thing over and over, there's no need for me to have another conversation about it because one of us is not changing our minds. One of us isn't changing. And sometimes you run into family and friends who they see nothing wrong with their actions and they aren't willing to change anything about themselves or to grow as a person. Um, and sometimes you just have to step back. You have to step back and you have to let those people go and realize that they're not going to change, but you still are changing and you are still growing. And as you grow through your depression, your anxiety, and you kind of learn more of who you are, I think when you open up and you start talking about it instead of keeping it clamped up inside of you, And holding it, like, your fist so tight that you just, you can't even see the lines in your hands anymore. When you release your palm, you start seeing the lines in your hands. And once you release how you feel, you start seeing who you really are. And you start realizing what your triggers are in life. And what makes you comfortable and what doesn't make you comfortable. You know you start realizing what you do need to talk about maybe what you don't necessarily need to talk so much about and you start realizing things that are gonna help you cope and what situations you should put yourself in and which situations you to decline um, and I think as you grow as a person and as you weave your way through your depression and your anxiety when you start letting go more you feel better you feel freer and you're able to help yourself the next time better um sometimes I and I know this is I think it's kind of controversial in a way and I know especially with me it is because I am not someone who believes in just giving you a pill um I have a problem- i have a i have a trust issues <laughs> let's just call it what it is. I have trust issues with doctors. It does not matter what your title is. um we're gonna have trial period before we have trust. um I have been diagnosed with the wrong disorder board. I have been given the wrong medication before I have been put on things that I did not even need, and so it has built this distrust in me, but I started realizing that we rely heavily on labels like doctor and lawyer and teacher and nurse and preacher and we go on and on and certain titles that are given to people because of certificates because of going to school we instantly trust them because of it Um, and this is this is a me thing and you can disagree with me if you want but and that hey that's your opinion it's my opinion we don't have to argue we can be different still like each other um but i do not believe in trusting people just because of a name tag or a label like i don't i just don't believe in it i i believe in building a relationship if we build relationships with friends and we build relationships with our spouses and our children and our animals and our grocer and the lady who does our nails and our hair and uh, et cetera, et cetera. If we build relationships with them, we have to build trust with them. I think we should have to build a trust with anyone else in any other type of job. So for me, I have a hard time going to a doctor and telling them that I'm having these issues because they instantly want to put me on a pill. I don't want to be put on medication. Um... With the medic, I have to be on medication for the rest of my life. So, let's just go ahead and throw that out there. After Ivar disease, it's not curing itself. <laughs> uh, it's not going to, it's just not going to cure. Um, I have it really bad. Um, I've taken medication for 24 years now. Um, I have PCOS and I have to use certain medications for it as well. Not happy about it, but I do. But I try to limit what I use because of side effects and because of just other key things um my body can become imbalanced because of anything being added new into it and it can mess my thyroid up and my pcos so i try to limit whatever i use i try to do all natural things and i try to do things that i can do here at home before i take it to a doctor's office but in saying that i do believe that there are some people who can't do it naturally and that do need medication. So I am not saying that you should not seek professional health and you should not accept a pill. I am not saying that at all. I'm not. I was on a medication after I had my youngest, because like I said, I knew I had postpartum and I needed it. Um, I am a different person now than I was then. And I know a lot more than I did. I've I done a lot more now than I did then so I probably would have handled it a little bit differently and I kind of would have looked at other factors probably my caffeine intake at that time um, but um, I would have done things a little bit differently but I'm not saying that you should not seek medical help and prescriptions if you need it but let it be from a doctor you trust who isn't just pushing scripts because I have been down that road and uh, my husband has been down that road and it's not the road for us if we can handle it other ways. So you have to do what you have to do for you. And I think that's also a thing that we have to learn. Um, So we need to to be able to express ourselves and we need to be able to take our own path. What may work for me, any advice that I have given you, it might not work for you. And I kind of go into everything and anything that I do is that, Kristen, this may not work for you. It might not. It might not be the right fit for you. It might not fit into your life. It might not fit into your healthy life journey. It might not fit into your budget. Um, But it's worth trying. It is worth giving a shot. So any advice that I have given you, it is honestly because I've given it a shot and now I have a checklist of things that I do um, I'm big into like you have to kind of figure out what you're big into are you into music are you into scents are you into visual are you into like what are you into um, I have always had a really great sense of smell though I have allergies you do not believe I have a great sense of smell um, and that's a, that's a big part of who I am because I can smell stuff a lot of times people can't. Used to drive my mama crazy when I could smell freezer burnt food in the freezer and she could not, (laughs) but it's a great skill and it's also something that is great to help you calm down. I like warm scents, um, so I like vanillas and musk and um, clove and cinnamon, and they're just different types of smells and these smells actually make me feel better. Like, I actually feel a release. I love the smell of peppermint as well. Um, so, I have an oil burner. And absolutely love um, adding in different oils. Um, Shop Club has a one that's called Happy. Um, or like, there's, it's a mood stabilizer. But I love that blend. And I put it in and it really does because it has like citrus in it. And y'all, I'm serious about these oranges and lemons. Because studies show That smelling something that is citrus actually will improve your mood like greatly. I think it's like 40%. Like it'll actually improve your mood because of something that it triggers in your brain. So if you are someone who likes smells, find the smell that makes you happy to help you kick out of it, to bring you back. Um, If you are, I'm into music. When I'm sad, I actually do like listen to sad music. I don't want to dance. I need to get through. The emotions so that I can get to the happy. Um, I have playlist after playlist, and I just like listening to certain types of sad music. Now, I'm not talking about like Country Lost My Dog, none of that. <laughs> Hit a beer in my boot kind of thing. I'm not not that kind. Um, it's more like instrumental or like something with a violin and things like that nature. I like to listen to music, music is something that's huge for me. I also, since I'm an auditory learner, I like listening to books. Um, and most people are listening to romance books. I'm over here listening to self-help books. But that is my jam. So, if that's not what you're into, find what you're into. You know, if it's food. Now, I know a lot of times we try to cure ourselves with what we eat. Um, and I'm not talking about actually cure. I'm talking about feed. That pit that we got going on in our soul, with like mac and cheese and French fries and pizza and chocolate and candy and endless amounts of Ben and Jerry's, donuts and just etc 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 little Debbie. <laughs> but that is not the right way to go about things. Um, I used to be um, an over emotional eater. Um, I actually would binge eat after people went to sleep. I would hide what I ate in a corner. Like, I would eat behind something so someone could not see me because I felt guilt about it. But I wasn't feeding myself because I was hungry. I was feeding myself because I was trying to make myself feel better. Um, so now, when I do feel this way and I still will get those urges, I kind of recognize, okay, I'm not actually hungry. So, what should I eat instead? Um... I am, I do keto. I've done keto for years. It's my own my healthy life journey. This is not a diet. So, with keto, I, I, I like cheese. Um, And instead of, I always crave like mac and cheese when I'm sad. So, instead of making macaroni and cheese, I make spaghetti squash and cheese. And no joke, that stuff is good. Um, When I want chocolate, I buy Lily's chocolate. It is. It's made with stevia and it is you can have like 32 morsels and it's hardly any carbs, hardly any sugar, and I don't even need that many. And sometimes I add nuts in there like pecans and different stuff like that. Um I like fruit so I'll have some some sort of berries with some sugar free whipped cream or keto whipped cream. Um there are keto desserts that I'll make if I want Yeah, it's uh, most of the time it's something I want messy and I want a sandwich or I want something that just I don't know like it just it's a comfort. So you want cookies, so I make keto cookies and I want a sandwich. I I have a sandwich, but I eat it on keto bread or I want pizza, so I make a fathead dough. Um, so I feed myself with those things and um, like no joke, keto clusters. If you don't know what that is, I'm going to need you to look that up because those are good. Um, but I feed myself those types of things instead of the bad stuff. Um, I always keep, uh, my, my house is pretty much keto friendly. Um, the kids do have occasional snacks, but I don't eat those anymore. So it's nothing that draws me. And I just have those easy go-to like 90 minute mug cakes. That are 90 minute, 90 second, 90 second mug. I'm like, 90 minute. Wow, that microwave is going to blow up. But 90 second mug cakes. And I just, I feed my soul, my mind, my gut. I feed it differently. Um, and when I come out on the other side, I'm not as miserable with myself as I normally would be. Because I still practiced healthy habits during my moment. Um, like I said, a lot of times mine is centered around my time of the month because of my PCOS and my hormones. Um, and I can get really down and depressed, like to the point where I just kind of feel on the floor. So being able to still practice and know my triggers, know what is going on with me, being open with my support system, writing, being going over my checklist of things that I can do that I know that help me. And just not loathing myself at the end. Not being angry at myself for something I just went through. Um, it's kind of like healing from a surgery. And being mad at yourself that you had to heal. Like, mental illness you have to heal from. Just like you heal from any surgery. Just like you heal from any accident. It is a process. It's just a wound you can't see. It uh, doesn't tr- mean you shouldn't treat it like a wound, doesn't mean it shouldn't be treated seriously, and it definitely shouldn't be swept up any rugs. Um, and if you are feeling depressed and you need someone to talk to, there is always help out. And there is always someone who wants to listen. I tell people all the time, if, if you need to message me, message me. I will talk to you. I will listen, and I will I will try to help you in any shape or way I can, but talk to somebody. And even if it's somebody you don't know that well, but it's somebody you can trust, talk to them, be open and create your checklist and figure out what makes you feel better. What's your comforts in life? You know, who are you? It's okay to open up because I think a lot of time people are like, oh, I'm just, I'm a horrible person because I'm so sad and depressed all the time. You're not a horrible person. There's nothing horrible about you. You are having a hard time. That's Okay because we all do we all have hard times but we are all unique and amazing individuals and we are all created for a purpose and if when you put your right hand over your heart you still feel a beat you still have purpose so don't let your purpose go because you feel that you need to self-love don't self-love you know trust that you're going to be better and work your affirmations affirmations are big um, with me I'm always into a ha- positive self-talk I if you uh, anybody who talks to me I am gonna tell you to get in your mirror the best conversation you're gonna have in your life the truest conversation you're ever gonna have in your life is in that mirror with yourself when you are open it doesn't matter if you have that conversation and you look at that person and at the beginning you do not like that person that person makes you cry that person makes you angry that person has done things that person has been through crap it does not matter You talk to that person in that mirror and you let it all go and you get in that mirror every single day into that. When you get in that mirror, you smile at that person instead of frowning at that person, because at the end of the day, this is self help. You have to help yourself and you can ask for help. You can phone a friend, you can journal, you can tell people no. You can do amazing and so many things so that when you get on the outside of that depression, when you're on the other side of it, you're like, I made that episode, my (laughs) totally not saying the word, but for real, like you can be like, "I, I conquered that. It was hard, but I still did it. And I love me even more for it. And I know that it may happen again but I'm ready and I know what I need to do and I know what I can do and I know I'm capable of being happy even on my darkest days that happiness I can find it happiness is always on the other side of it and learning to love yourself and I honestly hope that you find happiness in your pursuits and have a great night.